You cannot catch a virus. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. I imagine that right now you're feeling a bit like Alice. Tumbling down the rabbit hole. Hmm? Well, back at it again, boys. Let your mind peel away the mysteries of the world. That's right. I'm talking deep, frazzle drip deep. This is Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies Podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Oh, by the way, my balls is hot. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracy Podcast. I am one of your hosts for this evening. Big Country is always on the other end of the mic. Your two favorite hosts for tonight's show. Say hello, boys. Hello. Well, 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 you know, I don't know why you hesitated there. You know you go first waiting, every dude. single time. I know, but you know, like, it's like when you line up for a sprint and the guy's got the pistol and he's like, ready. And, oh, dude, you I totally false started on that one. It was bad. <laughs> you know what? Brian, we need to do out. this over. I can't believe this guy. <laughs> Sorry. Ahead, uh, no, I'm, and I'm here too. Chris is here too. If you didn't okay, catch Chris that one, boy, he was bumbling his intro. Sorry, dude. No, I'm going to keep that in. That's what that's what people listen to our show for. None. It's not for so, the content. It's no. for the comic relief. <laughs> yeah. For the comic release. We do have a special guest on the show tonight. Um, so really exciting to get into that and discuss what he wants to discuss tonight. He, uh, a lot of interesting things that he has on his site. Um, but before we do that, a quick way that you can support the show. Get this out of the way real quick. Uh, you can head on over to wbconspiracies.com. You can purchase t-shirts. Uh, you can support our affiliates. They're all linked there. Uh, you can also check us out on Rockfin, which is where this episode will be able to be viewed on Friday. Video form, um, a lot of, you know, scantily images of Chris with his shirt off. Uh, we'll do it on a calendar. Do like a, do a, like a wild side conspiracy calendar. No, we're not doing that. Um <laughs> But you can, not, but it's not off the table. We are we if we get enough people asking for it, it could happen. Oh, dude, okay, not, nobody loves anything more than a couple of like dressed down twins. So, Darren, here <laughs> we'll get the good looking uh, Hamilton uh, on here, and then uh, we'll we'll go for there. Yeah, for for you guys being identical, man, you got the short end of the stick on that one. <laughs> you know. Anyways, uh, yeah, check us out on Rockfin. You can make a free uh, profile. Uh, and, and check out all of our videos there. Everyone's there. So big thing with uh, Rockfin is they don't censor their content creators, which is why we're not on YouTube and other people aren't on YouTube. Um, so it's pretty cool. If you do want to subscribe to the premium content, it's 10 bucks a month, but 10 bucks gets you everything, gets you all of our premium content, Sam's, everybody that's on there, um, Charlie Robinson, all kinds of great shows, all for one low price. Uh, and there's no cuties, okay? So yeah. We're not dropping any cutie videos for you guys. So, sorry, Jimmy Savile. Um, (laughs) Rolling over in his grave right now. Yeah. (laughs) But on tonight's show, 
um, we were approached um, by this gentleman and in, 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 uh, wanting to come on the show and talk about his, his project and what he's got rocking and rolling. Um, and we're very excited to have him on. Uh, Andre from Project Not Gonna Say It Again because I already forgot how to say it. So I'm going to let you Aperio. say it so I don't screw it up. Aperio. Project Apario. 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 Now, what is, uh, what is a project? What is Project Apario? How'd you come up with that name? The name is kind of a, a spin to cross Project Veritas, which is the Truth Project, mm-hmm. with Project Aperio, which is the Disclosure Project. But since I'm a big Harry Potter fan, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. <laughs> so Mario uh, instead. Got you. My wife is a giant Harry Potter fan as well. We watch Harry Me Potter too. probably eight times a week. That's <laughs> yeah. My, uh, Me too. My whole, my oldest son had a, a Harry Potter room for his childhood growing up, and he, we just took it down, and he's changing it now. But it was... Uh, he's still slinging that wand, though. You know what I'm saying? He's not slinging any wands, okay? okay? okay. You just stop that. Okay. okay. I definitely won't uh, say if my I mean, hey, bedroom is Harry Potter or not. I definitely won't say if it's themed as Harry Potter. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. So, um, Boya, your wife made a sticker for mm-hmm. me for on my Jeep. Is you know storm shadow. It says transporting a filthy little mudblood. <laughs> and so I was asking my wife the other night, and she, I was like, "What? What house do you think he's in?" And she's like, "Well, he's courageous and he's honorable." And I'm like, "He's five months old. How do you know that? This fool's <laughs> slithering like his dad." Okay. So, um, Andre, uh, quick question for you, and then uh, we'll let you kind of take the floor. Describe what it is that you're doing and have been doing with your project. Um, what is your house? I'm in Ravenclaw. So Dumbledore okay, Ravenclaw. is my boy. And uh, I look up to Dumbledore. Uh, even though at the end of the book seven, it was kind of a twist on Dumbledore's role and whether he was actually thinking about what was best for Harry Potter or not. Uh, but in the mm-hmm. long run, what he was trying to do was figure out what was best for everybody. Uh, and there's always a balance mm. that you have to strike. Uh, you know, you can either be right or you can be happy, but you can't be both. Oh, oh, oh. deep right dropping. That was, yeah, that hurts my soul a little bit because <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so Andre, uh, tell us about your, your, your project, what you're doing, um, with, uh, project, uh, Arapaho. Arapaho. Apario. Apario. Yeah. So project Damn it. Apario Damn it. is, Apario. uh, what I'm trying to do is create an information-based blockchain economy. I want to reclaim the power of open source intelligence and take that power away from service providers like CNN, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, BuzzFeed, all of these various different media sources. Right now, those companies have massive teams and effort invested into researching OSINT, which I define as being declassified records and Freedom of Information Act records, as well as the judicial side and any legislative side. These organizations have research teams that specifically groom through these documents and they craft propaganda at the end of the day. What makes them money, Mm -hmm. what pushes their narrative forward, and what ultimately keeps them in power. And I see that Mm -hmm. as being the number one threat that our country faces right now as we try to get past the pandemic, get past the, the death grip of the CCP that they have against our media, and really expose 
<laughs> expose the the election fraud that's been going on. Uh, right now, we're faced with this massive wall with the media where they won't even cover, like Fox won't even cover the election integrity stuff. Uh, that's yeah. pretty embarrassing, to be frank with you. And, you know, they should. So the idea of the Absolutely. Aparia platform is to build a big tech type of platform because I came from big tech and offer the ability of doing this OSINT research, but of the people, by the people, and for the people, and use crypto as a way of incentivizing people to, to do the work. Mm. Got it. Yeah, so <clears throat> when it comes to, because I mean, it seems like the conservative crowd kind of holds up Fox News as like their standard, but like when you really get down to it, they're reporting the same stuff as all of the other places. And we've, we, I think everybody's kind of seen those breakdowns of headlines, right? It's like a collage of headlines from several different news outlets, and they're all pretty much the same exact thing. And it's like one memo just gets shot out from one person, and this is what you have to say, and then that's what everybody hears and everybody runs with, right? Um, and I think everybody's kind of really noticed it, especially during COVID. Like you said, uh, it's it's sort of... It's like, if you're not paying attention to it, then you would never catch it. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who, who haven't caught on, but they listen to the news and they say, these experts say X, Y, and Z about this virus. And then that's their news. That's what mm -hmm. they tell everybody. They tell you, listen to St. Fauci. And, and that's what they preach constantly. It's, it's really disturbing. Yeah. And it's preaching. Yeah, it's... It is preaching. It is, and I mean, I, 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 it, it's getting to the point now where I'm, I, I'm still. Uh, it, it bothers me quite a bit when you have, even some family members. They're like, you know what the problem is? Is these libtards? Okay, if these just libtards would just go. I'm like, you're you're putting too much power into those words, right? Because you're you're um, subconsciously picking a side, and we're so far. Like, if if the 2020 election didn't show you that we don't have an actual choice then i i don't know what to tell you at this point because um whether you're for trump against trump or against biden uh it's we all saw what happened yeah. it's you don't have to be like we don't even in my opinion we don't need the audits <laughs> to know what happened like they just da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, da -dun, print some ballots and then that's what they did and they, they're like, there's no folds, there's no one counting, ballots showed up in the middle of the night, and they're like, oh, this is like the longest count of it that's ever happened, and and it took, you know, two, three weeks for them to be like, okay, now he's the president, you know? And, um, you know, some people were even kind of very, in a tribal way, picking these sides of, of uh, you know, left, right, and, you know, even still, somebody will mention, like you, like you had said, Andre, like, propping up uh fox and they'll be like so so check it out i saw this on fox news i'm like <laughs> dude if it's from fox cnn msnbc i don't it's you're farting in my ear right now i don't know what to tell you i don't want to hear it like it's it's not it, it yeah all all mainstream media at this point I, in my I, opinion I, my humble opinion uh has lost complete and all credibility absolutely uh you know yeah yeah they lost and, the credibility and they did it because they got caught lying too many times and the people know that they're pathological liars. And, you know, one of the things that I conjectured on a previous podcast that I did 
was that in order for you to be a director of the Central Intelligence Agency, you must be a master at being a pathological liar. So what makes you think that this expert is going to come out on stage, mm -hmm. John Brennan, James Clapper, you know, Hayden, whatever exactly. the heck his name is, General Hayden, what do you think that they're going to come out and say, I'm going to tell you the truth today, America, because after 50 years of literally being tortured to lie, I'm going to start telling the mm -hmm. truth. Yeah. And and if they really do happen to decide to wake up one day and tell the truth, then they commit suicide by shooting themselves in the back of the head a couple times. <laughs> you know? So I mean and and it's it's sad to say, but it's like, you know, like like Big Country said, there's no more of this left and right because if anything showed us anything, all these so called conservatives, while this steel was going down in the middle of the night, they just sat on their hands and then they went along with it. And then we get them, you know, masquerading. At least I got my seat. Yeah, but but they got them masquerading. That's what it came down to. They, yeah, exactly. You know, they they come out in support of. And Dan Crenshaw is a big, a big one. Just recently, uh, you know, he was talking about how if you I believe do it. full rhino. Yeah, if you believe that the. I think his name is Dave Crenshaw. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it's like, man, you got all of this support, but you got what you wanted at the end of the day. You know, you you, you sold people some bullshit they bought it and now we're all sitting here looking silly you know what i mean so it's it's there's no more of this left and right um and it really did show like you might have someone you know like paul rand who's who's out here destroying the covid narrative and they turn on him you know what i mean and it's because he's getting out yeah. of line and they can't have that <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. And, you know, one of the things that I've learned is that we're faced with power, hypocrisy, and greed mm -hmm. as the driving factors of what our society has become. And that will destroy society if we allow it to continue. Yeah. So what I'm trying to do with the Aparia platform is look at the relationship of what power is. Power is the collection of information as well as the access of resources to execute on that information. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, since the American people have been, quote, asleep because they've been watching CNN, uh, forcibly at the airport, mind you. Most Americans that I know don't want to watch mm -hmm. CNN. They watch it because they're forced to at the airport. Uh, and we're in this information war where there are so many people who have amassed vast amounts of power. And they do it because they have the ability to shut down dissent, bury their mistakes, mm -hmm. And they have tons of money because they can just print however much they want. And there's nothing that we can do to hold them accountable. Versus when you look at what happened with the George Floyd riots over the summer last year, the aftermath of that and the aftermath of Brett Kavanaugh being confirmed to the Supreme Court, the left plays dirty. Mm -hmm. They play like it's war, whereas the people on the right play like we're good citizens and we're going to follow the yeah. law and we're going to follow these rules and we're going to put ourselves into a box and we're going to be responsible and we're going to pay our bills and we're not going to do this. We're not going to risk getting arrested because we have things to lose. Whereas people on the left are like, my life is ending. If they take this right away from me, I want to kill my babies. So I need to go out on the street and set things on yeah. fire. That's literally what is going yeah. on. That's exactly what's happening. And the right doesn't respond like in a wartime response. That's right. why we're stuck with all these spineless Republicans that aren't doing anything. Exactly. In my opinion. Oh no, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's like right. 
everybody wants to separate themselves into left and right or this and that. And, and it, but I'm screaming at these guys who are supposed that we put uh, allegedly into office to, to help us. They're not doing anything, you know, instead they want to, like, I haven't seen any articles of impeachment drawn up. Um, but they're parading through Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. But they're parading through, uh, the Capitol with no masks on. It's like, no one really gives a shit about that. You know, let's, right. let's hit them hard. Let's, let's start writing up these articles. Let's do exactly what they did when Donald Trump was in office and just harass him every single day for every single thing that happens. And, and as, and Biden cracks. Yeah. yeah you know, and I, and I, and <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And I think this is the first time that we're actually seeing, uh, the media. I, and I wouldn't even say turn on Biden because in a heartbeat, you know, they're going to love him again. Anyhow, He's one ice cream cone away from from being the good guy again. So, well, I just think no matter what Biden does, <clears throat> they're always gonna you know he'll look bad for a week and then they try to sweep it under the rug and and bring on to the next headlines. But the problem is every time he speaks, he opens his mouth and the dumbest shit comes <laughs> out of it, and it's really tough to defend. Just like he's talking about his, on his last interview with the uh, Afghanistan incident with you know that happened four days ago. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> That there's some big deals that were going on over there, and you're trying to sweep it under the rug like it's no. Yeah. It's like in this great big long history and past now that it's done and over with. When four days ago you just left everyone behind, mm-hmm. not like hundreds of people, not like thousands of people, like tens of thousands of people that were on our side helping us out, and you left them in the wind to fucking die. These people were jumping on planes and trying to get out of there, doing everything they can to to get away from the violence that they knew was going to come straight to them. And then now you see all these videos of people getting stomped on and just being just tortured yeah, unmercifully, well, you know, and there's nothing that he can say that, that can make no. that better. And I don't care what the media does. You know, these are the things that need to be brought up and be put to everyone's face to show that how inept of a president he is, yeah. you know, and I'm, I'm not against, I'm not against getting out of Afghanistan, Afghanistan at all. You know, if you felt that you had set up a country and you had got the, everything in order and you felt comfortable with turning that power back over and letting them run the show, that's fine. But you have to have an exit plan and get them in place and get them on their feet so that they, number one, that they feel that they're strong enough to be able to fight off these idiots uh, and continue a a peaceful kind of democracy. But to get over there in the first place the whole way, if we're trying to build a nation or make a nation or make, you know, a democratic nation, as I think with their ultimate goal, you know, they completely failed at that task by the way they just ran out of there. Yeah. You know, and things don't just happen overnight. And I understand that. But you if you wanted an exit plan, you got to be putting stuff together. And it may have been something that could have been down the road, you know, yeah. years well, from now. I'm, Ten- a, I'm a firm believer that there was no exit plan. We know for a fact that they they revoked the uh, executive order that Trump had in place to exit Afghanistan. They did that back in June. Um, but on top of that. I mean, now I think the total's up to two hundred and almost twenty thousand dollars worth of military equipment that's been, or, or uh, not two hundred twenty thousand dollars, two hundred twenty million dollars of equipment. It's like the cost and, of a toilet bowl. Yeah, and then you've got like eighty billion, eighty-five billion dollars worth of other uh, military equipment on top of trucks and 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 munitions. Where and, can I get my info? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what, where yeah. can where can big country get his? Don't info? forget, you know that, what I mean. Where's my info? Yeah, that? don't forget that. Amen to that. That Biden told you if 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 you wanted to take over the country as a citizen, 
you would need nukes because the country is that oh, strong. Sounds like a challenge. Then we turn around and leave billions, hundreds of billions of dollars worth of military equipment in a foreign country for our enemy to just take. And then on top of that, you, you... our sixth century law enemy, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And that was upset with us for pushing transgender women's studies in their universities. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so maybe we should not impose those types of views on people. Exactly. And you, and you see how well people take that stuff here at home. You know what I mean? You really think you're going to go to a place where they will stone a woman to death if she shows her whole entire calf? <laughs> you know, like. But let's but let's be clear about what that means. It's not smoking a joint yeah. because some people may get confused about that. No, they literally take rocks to yeah. your head until you die. Exactly. It's evil what these people do, and it's evil what the U.S. politicians and the bureaucrats were doing when they were over mm -hmm. there. But. The real president and my president said something very important at his Alabama rally, and that was that there was a major component to Afghanistan to the destruction of the CCCP, which ultimately resulted in the creation of Russia. Mm -hmm. Now, that to me was like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. He's What was that? Because as a person who studies history and as somebody who studies declassified FOIA documents mm -hmm. and this type of information... When I look at what killed Kennedy, that's the big question that I was trying to help the community solve by creating Project Apario. When you look at it, you're like, well, maybe there was more than one shooter. Maybe there was more than one attack vector that was allowed to happen that day because of a much deeper issue within the CIA, mm -hmm. which is a cryptonym for not the Central Intelligence Agency as an acronym, but it's a cryptonym that means communism in America. Oh, shit. And ultimately, Operation Paperclip was the military coming in and saying, hey, Nazis, you got some good scientists. We want to import you into the CDC so that you can make our vaccines for mm -hmm. us. So we're going to bring you in through Operation Paperclip. We're going to give you immunity. We're not going to charge you in the Nuremberg trials. We'll give you brand new identities. We'll put you in the United States. We'll give you $200,000 salaries in your jobs back in the 40s and 50s. And then what we're going to do is we're going to have you run point on the creation of the New World Order. That would ultimately be what we're seeing play out now. That was the CIA posing as the CCCP. Mm -hmm. So when Afghanistan fell and it was no longer the CCCP, do you think all of the child trafficking pedophiles like Hunter mm -hmm. Biden needed to had to stop going to what was formerly the CCCP for their supply. Now they have to go to China because it's the CCP. Mm -hmm. Remember we dropped one of the C's and now all of a sudden we're yeah. new. Right. And we can rebrand ourselves. Well, maybe they'll just call it CP now because that's exactly what it is. It's a pedophile cult that exists. Yeah. That's oh. a transnational organization. That's all that communism has been. And they use lies and they oh, bury their past okay. and do it. Mm -hmm. Indeed, absolutely. Uh, that, that went super dark, dark real quick. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but that's the truth, though. I mean, and and they've been showing. We've been seeing it with all the Hunter Biden laptop stuff, with all of the Hillary Frazzle Drip stuff, all the way from Wiener's laptop up until now. I mean, you can even go back to the Franklin cover, Ugh. and and it it still involved all this stuff, you know. So. And that is just the Boys tip. Town, Indiana. Yeah, and this is just the tip of the. They iceberg. called it Boys. Yeah, Town. Yeah, Boys Town was. I mean, that just sounds. It, it, 
That just sounds it's, gay. Exactly. You, someone says, hey, we're headed like, to Boys Town. It's like, me. you know what? Forgive I'm going to pass. saying that, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I really need to get myself into yeah, Boys it's Town. It's the richest square mile in America, and it's just nothing but like an orchard There's, of little boys sad. for There's... all of these elites to just show up and. That's where the. It's. it's, it's super disturbing you know but that's where the the high archbishops take vacation every year yeah man um, <laughs> you know some people want okay, to go to maui i want to <laughs> yeah. i'd like to go where there's less little kids yeah um <laughs> i want Andre, more adult age yeah. women please yes yeah, please <laughs> maybe, and thank you maybe bora bora or you know someplace like that <laughs> I, i'm just reading you a little bit on your about page here um sure and give me one second here. Maybe I can screen share the window that I have. So that way you guys can see it and then everyone watching this video can see it. Now, uh, if I can read this real quick, a Raven, oh, I see what you did there, <laughs> who cares, uh, started developing Project Pario in, tw- in 2020 after he was laid off after years at Oracle. Uh, Andre was laid off at Oracle for being a Trump supporter and your politics did not align with our values. Quote, as a survivor of both human trafficking and communism, Andre built Project Apario knowing full well that the enemies who seek to enslave our minds would actively be trying to stop Project Apario from seeing the light of day. Um, holy shit, dude. Jesus. So, <laughs> well, you human know, trafficking you and communism. Be... Yeah, sometimes you have to drop, uh, you have to be a stealth bomber and you have to drop Moabs on people. You know, words have power. And sometimes when you beat around the bush, you don't get your point across. But sometimes when you're direct, you read it and you're like, holy shit. Mm -hmm. Right. And some people look at it and they're like, that can't be real. (laughs) And they just dismiss it. But it's like, well, there's more to to the story. Yeah. So can you talk a little bit about, you don't have to go into like like Anthony Weiner detail, but just... Um, like a little bit of your earlier background and, and, and communism. How was that? <laughs> three square wheels, three meals on oh, a cot, I, I, I'm, assu- I'm assuming. I love communism. It, it was great. <laughs> you know, everybody who escapes communism who comes to America just loves communism. Yeah. You know, haven't you met tons of Americans who became, who as immigrants emigrated from their country, you know, swore their allegiance to the flag, are the most patriotic Americans. They're the most mm-hmm. law-abiding group of immigrants. They're actually probably the most law-abiding group of citizens in a subclass, mm. you know, collectively in terms of percentage-wise, because they understand, hey, don't f up, or you're going to go back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because communism is so great, nobody wants to go back. <laughs> yeah. But um, so with communism, uh, it was towards the tail end of it in the '90s, uh, excuse me, in the '80s, just before the president got a bullet to his head, as he deserved. And what ultimately took place was there were tons of laws that were passed in Romania in the very, very earlier days of communism being introduced that raised the tax rates and imposed regulations and restrictions on access to contraceptives, condoms, birth control, abortions, anything related to women's health pertaining to childbirth or childbearing Mm. was outlawed entirely. If you were a gynecologist, the secret police would put you to death and steal your children. Oh, my God. And ultimately, what they were doing is Ceausescu was saying in propaganda where Bernie Sanders, senator and governor and mayor and all these other titles that he's had, I think governor, uh, all these other titles that he's had 
uh, would speak favorably. Oh, yeah, but the, the communist youth programs in the CCCP are excellent. They're really great. <laughs> tell me, Uncle Bernie, tell me more about Jeffrey Epstein's yeah. island, please. Yeah. And Uncle Bernie will be able to tell you all mm. about that. Because remember, it went from CCCP to CCP. Now it's just CP. It's full-blown child porn, and they're not even hiding mm-hmm. it anymore. That is what communism is. But ultimately, Ceausescu, back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, was passing laws that mandated you to pay exorbitantly high taxes, close to 90% in some cases. If you didn't have five children and you were a fertile woman, your family was taxed until that fertile woman reached five kids. Wow. The reason why this was done is... Ultimately, Ceausescu was saying, we have to build up our army and build a master race of Romanians that are going to be the rulers over the world, just like every other tyrant that has had a vision like Mm -hmm. that. And what he decided to do instead was lie to the people of Romania, claim that the purpose was to rebuild the population of Romania after the communists slaughtered hundreds of millions of people and tens of millions of people. And ultimately, they're like, well, maybe we killed too many people. You know, (laughs) we have population decline. You know, we taxed everybody 99%. You know, we took their jobs. You know, we made them sit in in bread lines for miles on end. We gave them, you know, access to a a gallon of gas for an entire month. And, you know, these people are dropping dead like flies. Our population is declining. We need to get more children. We need to get more people. Mm -hmm. And so it was a propaganda campaign that they used Bernie Sanders' talking points as a prerogative to enforce the propaganda onto the Romanian people to force them to have more kids. Wow. Behind the scenes, what Ceausescu was doing was he was gathering all of these kids through a social credit score system and a health credit score system where these children that were ingressed into these state-run orphanages had different periods based on disabilities, based on birth defects, based on behavior, in which that when you were in the orphanage, if you behaved a certain way, a.k.a., let me simplify this really easily will you sell jesus will somebody buy you (laughs) if somebody will buy you then you go into the the nice orphanages that have you know two caretakers to 60 children where they hang the toys that are donated on the walls and whenever the cameras are there all the kids are playing and it looks like that everyone's Mm -hmm. happy but when the cameras go away communists like to bury their 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 tracks yeah or the secret police will get you. And so what they were doing is in these orphanages, they'd have all these kids that would come in. And depending on like, let's say you were born with a cross eye, maybe you had a lazy eye, maybe you had a clubbed foot. Maybe you were born with a crooked Mm -hmm. finger. Maybe you weren't perfect or marketable as here's a perfect specimen of a human that we can sell. Maybe you have something wrong with you. What they would do is they would put you into a lower class orphanage and then it would get regressively worse all the way to the point where the videos that were released out of Romania just after my adoption showed a lot of the facilities having all of the unsalvageables that came from the system, the decades worth of unsalvageable children, the ones who survived, where these kids were literally being warehoused in underground prisons that had all on the floors, just dirt and like hundreds of naked kids all physically deformed, crawling around on the floor, in their feces, urine, and food at the same time. Life expectancy was extremely low. There was an HIV-AIDS epidemic that was going on throughout the country, and there was just massive amounts of disease and famine going on. 
And this is what communists love. Mm -hmm. People like Bernie Sanders has no problem sitting up and saying, yeah, I think the youth programs were very good. I thought they were really good. But you know what really bit my nipple the hardest out of all of this as part of being an American and realizing being a Trump supporter was that I was shilling very hard for Bernie Sanders for many, mm -hmm. many years. And I supported the Democrats and Obama and Hillary and Biden and all of these Looney yeah. Tunes. I supported them. I voted for them. I canvassed for them. I would call people. I'd knock on people's door and I'd say, you're a bigot if you're a Republican. Yeah. You're a racist Nazi if you're a Republican. And I would repeat the yo the talking points of Chunky Yogurt at TYT. And it was just, that was my life for a long time until Man. I literally saw Seth Rich be murdered in the streets of Washington mm -hmm. being a DNC staffer and everybody covered yeah. it up. But then when you look and you're like, wait, the DNC rigs the elections? Mm -hmm. What? How can, they're cheaters. They don't deserve to win. Based on that principle alone, I was like, fuck the Democrats. I'm done with them. Yeah. And then it was like, holy shit, where do I go now? Because I didn't identify with the Green Party and I didn't identify with the Republican Party. Mm -hmm. So at that point, it was like, maybe I need to start learning my own history. Maybe I need to start studying what these bills are, what TTP is, what TTIP is, what TISA was. Maybe you start seeing what the Trilateral Commission was doing or the Rockefeller Foundation or the Bilderberg Group. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should start doing research into that. And what I found was that the research that's been going on is fragmented, is censored. Most of it's driven from official government records, yeah. but it's extremely censored. They do not want dissent and they do not want people to be able to curate. You know, here's tangible proof that the CIA was paying members of the Al Capone Mafia mm -hmm. to assassinate the cousins of Fidel Castro. Yeah. $500,000 each. I thought we prosecuted the, the mob. I thought we prosecuted them under racketeering. Mm -hmm. And I thought that's what John Durham did with Whitey Bulger. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. John Durham. Isn't that a name that you've yeah. heard recently? Yep. <laughs> this Where's Durham? is wild. What's this guy doing on our show? This is crazy. <laughs> um... Andre, I gotta ask you, man. Have you been on uh, Sam's show by chance? Tinfoil hat? Tripoli? No, I haven't. I was. You, you would make Sam's. You guys face would make for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, not, not only that, but it's like, I, and I was gonna ask you too, and then you had mentioned him. I was like, well, so based on your history and and the research that you've done and what you're doing with the project, what is your take on the Young Turks? <clears throat> Chunky yogurt. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's my, I'm going to yell at you while you're a racist. Yeah. Well, it's, that's the funny thing is now if your, if your views don't line up with the other side, you're a racist. And that's right. I, I don't, I don't know how many times we've seen it. Like you see black folks in MAGA gear walking up to the blue haired liberal white lady and they get called a coon. They get called every everything under the sun you can think of. That's just terrible to even repeat to another human being. And I saw this one woman. Uh, it was recently, actually, black lady. She walked up to uh, this super liberal white lady holding a sign that basically said, like, cops are racist. Trump supporters are racist. Anybody that has any relationship with any white person is racist. And she was married. She's married to a white man. And she said, you know, uh, if 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 black lives matter, then why are we out here protesting against people who are black but happen to love someone else? 
And she said, well, it's because of who your husband is. Straight up to her face said, it's because of who you're married to. That's how it works. And she's like, no, that's not how it works, you know? And of course, there's no debate. You can't debate with these people because they're so indoctrinated could that de- this is where they stand. Could we debate with the KKK? You know, you I mean, because it, it was a <laughs> fundamental viewpoint that was right. held. And ultimately, it's a wrong viewpoint that's held. And yep. the reality is that the projection that these people on the left are doing right now is just as bigoted as that hate was. That's back exactly what I was going to say. Of the, uh, of the century. And it's disgusting because yeah. it is it's at- racism that the left is projecting yeah. onto everyone else. Because I happen to know, so and, and not, not very, very well, but I used to work with, you know, black conservative trans men slash became women. Mm-hmm. And there's no problem with that. Per se. I mean, yeah. I, I have issues on my own issue. I'm not going to do some of their life choices yeah. on myself, but that's to each their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah. But the, the fact was that from an ideology perspective, we aligned. From a politics perspective, we aligned. Uh, everything mm. except for you cut your yin-yang off. And yeah. I was fine with everything else except for that. Yeah, exactly. And, and to be quite honest, I think most people who are identified as conservatives feel the same way about that stuff. You know what I mean? It used they used to be if you're a Republican, you hate gays. If you're a Republican, right. you hate black folks. What you know, and it's like when I cause I was I started same as you. I was hardcore Democrat. I voted for for Obama. I was super excited when he got voted into office. And then towards the end of his presidency, I'm like, this is really messy. Like there's other things going on. You know, and I bought into the whole Trump was a racist thing. And I tried to prove to myself for, you know, the first year or two of his presidency that he was racist. And when I couldn't come up with anything, you know, it was like, well, shit, <laughs> I don't have a choice but to but to face this fact that this man is he's attempting his best at, at you know, fixing this massive shit storm that we're in. And uh, then when you turn around and say, I'm going to give this guy a second term, I was I was labeled a racist right off the bat. Um, and mostly by, uh, white folks. That was the craziest part. It's like, okay, I, I, how are you able to call me a racist when I'm endorsing a, a, someone of a different ethnicity than me, you know? And, and then I started to realize that immigrants who work their ass off to get to this country were the biggest conservatives I've ever met. And that was, I don't want to say shocking because it's not really shocking when you kind of take like the the roundabout conservative values and you put those values up against, you know, um, say just a, your your average hardworking Mexican immigrant that's that's crossed the border, built their house with their own hands, put their kids through school and, and got their citizenship the hard way, you know. Those people are super pissed at what's happening. They're just opening the floodgates. They're allowing everybody in. And it's because they can secure those Democratic votes for a lifetime. Yeah, I think Andre made a good point earlier when he was talking, you know, where depending on where people come from and their experiences that they've had uh, with their prior countries and and then immigrating here, they can appreciate what this great country has to Mm -hmm. offer because they know how bad other Things and the failed attempts for the communist parties, yeah. you know, and how bad they had at bread lines and everything else. You know, we, we, we are spoiled 
And there's a lot of us that are spoiled here. They don't realize how good we have it here. And they're leading us in directions and going off on tangents of critical race theory and, and the trans movement. And, and it's, it's insane to me where we're worried about all these things that, you know, I, where I am a middle-aged white guy, that's a, I identify as a conservative. My best friend's gay. Uh, I, I want to be left alone by the government. I want to be able to choose my religion and I want to be able to buy guns and, and do it safely and protect my family. And I want as little much government in my life as possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I guess that's why I identify to the conservative, but I'm way more open-minded than a lot of the left leaning liberals that you're talking about, because yeah. I'm not pointing the finger at anyone saying, no, oh, you're a racist or, oh, you're a bigot or you're an idiot for the way you think, you know, whereas when I was growing up, I was taught that the liberals were way more open-minded, yeah. way more encompassing, way more welcoming, you know, uh, you know, just do whatever you want, what makes you feel good. Yeah, liberal was definitely a much different thing when it's our just parents not, were kids. It's not, it's not the same thing anymore. And it's, you're talking about being uh, basically down a line like the KKK, where they fundamentally, they have a flawed thought. Mm -hmm. And their thought now is, if you don't believe what I believe, you are wrong. And you're so wrong that you're going to be a racist and you've got to be a, uh, an immoral person. And that's just not the case, where I, I know that I find myself being way more open-minded to things and I just want to hear. And then if you bring some truth to me, if I can go out and seek it out and then find it and confirm that that's the truth, you know, that's what maybe I'll, I can change my belief. But I don't think that that is going on on either side right now, as far as the straight right Republican or the straight right uh, liberal, there's just no open-mindedness at all. It's our views and what we want and our agenda, our propaganda that we're going to push. And that's why, you know, like a project like that you have going on, or an outlet that's going to be seeking the truth to put truth out there. I think that th with this time that a lot of people are waking up and I'm wondering, Andre, if you're seeing a lot more of a flood of people coming to get information from you that you're putting out, um, because I think that this is a time of awakening because I think the people on the right are looking at it and saying, well, this is all fucked up. How do our guys yeah. not fight or do anything for mm -hmm. us? And then you have the left that's pushing their agenda, pushing, pushing, pushing. And we need some kind of outlet that's going to give us the truth because I don't think it's out there. Like you said, in the mainstream media, Fox, CNN, MSNBC, you're, you're not getting <clears throat> all you're getting is the agenda of the day. What do they want to do? They want to promote fear. They want to promote uh, they want to take away people's freedoms. So they want to make everyone feel comfortable. Everybody mask up. Everybody take that jab. Let's give one more a little bit of freedom at a time. Let's just turn it over to them so that they can run the show the way they want to. And but I, I thought if we all get vaccinated, we get our freedom. Yeah. Back. Right. Well, I think we find that that, <laughs> yeah, come on, mind why, won't, why won't you get vaccinated so that I can have my freedoms back? Yeah. Because the government took it away from me. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. That's the argument that these people make. It's like, why can't you just wear a mask? Why can't you? It's like, because I'm not sick. Yeah. 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 Why don't you can't? Why can't because you? Because I don't have a reason okay, to. Well, if you're not sick, then let's go get you tested. And it's like, what? Wait a minute. <laughs> no, this is not how it works. Well, it's a, it's a pandemic. It's so deadly that you have to be tested. You have to be tested first exactly. to even know if you have it. Well, yeah. let's, let's talk about how deadly it is. I mean, I I just can't. I, I'm not seeing. I work in a profession that if everybody was dropping dead from this very dangerous disease that's spreading like wildfire everywhere i'd be running into a lot of dead bodies that had passed away from from this horrible horrible virus yeah guess what it's not happening no and but but that's the that's the point is i mean even the cdc's numbers right they'll give you some of these factual numbers on their website only 
this is not stuff that they put out, you know, in a press release or anything like that. But there, if you can go onto the CDC's website and you can find that uh, healthy people um, 35 and younger, it's like less than a percent mortality rate, right? But we also know that the average death of anybody that catches COVID is actually higher than the average life expectancy in America. So they they continue with this bullshit. And, and, and you know, Andre, you, you spoke about how they shove this propaganda in your face. And that's what we're seeing is that they're shoving this propaganda in your face about COVID saying that you're going to die. You're going to kill someone's grandmother. You're going to do this and that. But they're also hiding the numbers of people that died with COVID and the people that died from COVID. So they're lumping. And the CDC director said that as much in front of a camera. She said, as far as the death toll goes, we're counting anybody that had tested positive for COVID, whether you'd been in hospice for the past two years and you knew you were going to die away and been we in a test you with got COVID. Yeah, or you <laughs> fall off a building and they test you and you got COVID. And if they're using a PCR test, nine times out of ten, you're going to test positive because we also know that they can send those tests in without even being done and they're going to come back positive. So, well, I, I really liked the, uh, the fact that I was able to get a PCR test at home mm -hmm. And my tap water test is positive. Yeah, for see, get rid of it. Yeah. You're in I was, danger. I was, I was very. What are you doing? Drink sand. <laughs> the hell's wrong with Ch you? I mean, if China was able to figure out how to put COVID in my tap water that's from a well, then I tell you what, <laughs> communism yeah, is the smartest is the smartest ideology on the planet. Yeah. These people are not stupid at all. Yeah. But there's there's people. It's break. almost like a religion when it comes to masks. It's like a religion. Yeah, to them. when it comes yeah. to masks and vaccines, it's like a religion. And I know that there are some people super excited today because the FDA approved Pfizer's experimental yeah, gene dude. therapy. So somebody somebody posted something. You're gonna love this. Oh yeah. Somebody posted something and they're like, "So how many of you are gonna get the vaccine now that it's FDA approved? Since you guys are so scared of it." And I said. I'm still not getting it uh, because the FDA also approved Gardasil and they also approved hernia mesh and they also used to be okay with smoking when you were pregnant. And so I don't need to go through this list of it could be FDA approved. It could be uh, CIA, FBI uh, approved. I don't, I just, I'm not putting it in my body. No. And what, what, what baffles me the most is, We've done a show. We've talked about it. We've been on Sam's show. We've talked about it. Sam has talked about it on his show. Uh, Charlie Robbins has talked about it. This all stems, I mean, from a very long time, but this all stems from the uh, Smith-Mutt Modernization Act. Mm -hmm. When they made it fully legal to use propaganda against the American people, completely legal, yeah. they could be directly lying to your face. You could prove that to be a lie, and they just go, ah, oh, well, yeah. right? Uh, you Nothing got happens. Me. National security. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, And people are like, yeah, but they wouldn't do that. I'm like, I don't understand why we continue this trend as a society to, Jesus, as a society, <laughs> to believe known liars over and over and over. You keep, It's not like they're changing the game. It's not like they're throwing you a different pitch every time. Yeah. It's the same Pitch so coming from, you ask know. Ask yourself, ask yourself, what would motivate the government to legalize propaganda? Why would they make such a bold move mm -hmm. like that? Mm -hmm. Knowing that they know that it's the undoing of their of their power. Yeah. It may not be tomorrow, but it's definitely a chicken that will come home to roost. Mm -hmm. You know, why do they do it? 
That's it ultimately point. comes down to Kennedy's assassination because of what was happening around the world geopolitically that ultimately resulted in multiple countries all agreeing that guy's got to go. Mm-hmm. Wow. And what they did is they just, I don't see anything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see anything. Yeah. Oh, wait, we have American people asking us because they liked Kennedy. They want to know what happened to mm-hmm. him. They keep asking us. Shit, they keep asking us. Yeah. Why won't they stop asking us? <laughs> we need to start lying to them. We need to start telling them that they're conspiracy theorists. Yeah. We need to start attacking them. We need to start making new conspiracies. And we need to start injecting our talking heads through Operation Mockingbird mm-hmm. into those conspiracies so they could start spreading disinformation. Yeah. Why? It's because they were losing control. Communists have to bury their cover. They have to bury their tracks and cover up the past. Mm-hmm. So the only reason why you create propaganda is because CIA is actually a cryptonym for communism in America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. And and we're and the DIA knows this. Yeah. And the DIA is aware of this and they understand that everybody in CIA is a closet communist. You don't get into the CIA without playing by their rules. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. That's why the DIA has an inherent distrust of the CIA. Yeah. That's why you don't hear stories of, you know, Edward Snowden type of deals going from DIA over to CIA mm-hmm. or CIA over to DIA. There's a firewall between the two of them because these two agencies are at war with each other. Mm. That's so wild. So build on that, Andre. Can I ask you, you know, with everything that we've seen over the last seven, eight months um, and then, you know, into last year, like towards the end of the year with the election, uh, leading up to the election, um, we saw, you know, all these reports that were coming out that... Something was supposed to happen. Something's going to happen. The audits are coming out. Now there's Afghanistan. Do you, are, what do you see? Are you, are you seeing something that maybe, you know, the rest of us haven't seen because of your research with uh, FOIA documents and what you're doing with your project? Is there, is there still, um, is there light at the end of this tunnel or is it just like a, a dark tunnel will lead to fuckville? <laughs> well, uh, the tide will turn by a major series of events. I don't think that, Here's I'll, I'll say this. What I think is going to happen, based on just my reading of the tea leaves, as Sybil Trelawney taught me, is that <laughs> the military is parading each one of these clowns out for humiliation first. Mm-hmm. You know, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Mark Milley, should be court-martialed for treason. He should be court-martialed for treason, and he should probably be one of the first people to go. Yeah. He should have been one of the first people to go after his congressional hearing where he was, instead of saying, hey, the Taliban is going to take over the Afghanistan government. Maybe. Do you think that the military knew that that was going to happen? Instead, what do we have? We have the secretary of the Navy come out. Oh, yeah, I read Karl Marx. Yeah. Critical race theory. That's great. I love it. (laughs) And then we have General Milley come out. I want to understand white rage. Do you want to know what white rage is? As a white guy, I'll tell you what white rage is. I don't like communism. Yeah. There you go. That's my rage. <laughs> you want to understand white rage? It's right there, baby. But you don't like communism, That's it. so now that makes you racist. So it's like a vicious cycle. <laughs> it makes me an ismist, actually. Not racist. It's an ismist <laughs> because I'm against the ideology itself yeah. and the use of the ideology as a way of imposing dogma on mm-hmm. people. Yeah. And any ideology for that yeah, matter. Yeah, it's super easy to use their ideas against them um, and, and it totally just melts them down because they don't understand it. Um, 
but you know back to the the audit results you know they uh, apparently they were supposed to come out today or tomorrow and i saw this little news blip that said uh it's been delayed because the ceo of cyber ninjas has covid and i said well how fucking convenient is that you know all of the sudden and uh, if you ask me i think they're probably trying to kill the guy <laughs> <laughs> because uh, they tried everything. Pray that he did. Pray that nothing happens. Yeah, and, and I'm really hoping that you know nothing serious goes on. But I mean, anytime anybody you know flips that rock over and they see all these little bugs scurrying around, another rock just drops them back of their head. You know, so um, and I and I they they tried how many times you know injunctions here, lawsuits there to stop it, and they couldn't. Um, so I think, you know, there's gotta be one last ditch effort for them to try and hide their tracks a little more. Um, if that doesn't wake you up enough, just knowing that people are trying to stop the seeking of truth, because if this audit came out and it showed that there was nothing there to be seen, you would think that the other side would be like, if they were so confident that their most popular president in the history of America got more (laughs) votes than anyone else ever, you'd think they'd be like, yeah, let's count these fucking votes. Count them, because I want to see, because we're going to prove to you that this is the way it is. Yeah. If if you're saying, no, wait, stop. We don't want to do anything. We don't want to follow up with this. We don't want to shut down this yeah, um, showing, well, just... uh, this audit to show that it is a fair and good election. Mm-hmm. If that doesn't tell you enough right there, I don't know what to do to wake you up. Because if I was on that side, I would say, yes, audit, show it. We're going to show you guys once and for all the truth that, you know, Biden's the most popular president of all time, got 80 billion votes or whatever he got. And uh, we'll just be done with this and put it to bed. Um, But they don't want to do that. They want to hide it. They want to do whatever they can to to delay it, uh, to not have this stuff come out. If the election was blackjack and we were in a casino in Vegas and someone thought that there was a discrepancy and a hand that just took down the house. Do you think that the Vegas casino would be like, oh, yeah, it's over. Game's over. You know what I mean? Absolutely not. Nah, that nope. guy would be dragged out in the back of the fucking alley. His fucking legs would be broken. Nobody would yeah. see. He'd be, he'd be dead and dead. Count to somewhere. 10. Tell me you don't have brain damage. Yeah, I mean, we all saw casino. Count to 10. You know? <laughs> Dude, how many, so how many times can you, uh, how many times have you heard of an army intelligence officer who is trained in propaganda to blush? Yeah. When you talk to them. Yeah, come on. What, is it, what does it mean when they do that? It means they're fucking lying. <laughs> no. When you're talking to them and they hear what you say and they blush. Oh, when, they, when you talk to them and they blush. What does it mean? That means you're telling the truth. Now listen to what I said because I made this army officer blush wow. because he was so uncomfortable. <laughs> what I said was that there's a reason why. There's a reason why the election fraud happened for many decades mm-hmm. and why they had these these tally systems that were able to rig the elections. Mm-hmm. And there's a legitimate reason why. And what I said is that what we had was treason within the government that sabotaged the government for their own political personal gain. And that's ultimately what we had. The Obamas, the Clintons, the Bidens, they were all pimps yeah. and they just wanted to enrich themselves. And they wanted to exploit, exploit, exploit Mm. as much as they possibly could. But think about the following scenario for a second. Let's say, for instance, that UFOs are real. Let's say, for instance, that aliens are Mm. real. Let's say, for instance, that there are reptilian aliens who live on Venus. 
tight. Let's say, tight. for instance, that those reptilian aliens who live on Venus have spacecraft that like to travel to Earth and abduct humans and do experiments on them. Now, let's say that these race of aliens were intercepted and one of their mutant experiments was discovered. And it's sitting on Earth and they don't really know how to get rid of it, but they know that if they try to destroy it, it's going to actually make it stronger and more powerful. So they're just kind of like, uh, what the hell do I do? Yeah. So what the government does is they say, all right, well, we're going to create a Class 99 program, highest level classification, and what we're going to do is build this big, massive secret military base in Greenland. And we're going to put all of our aliens there, all of our mutant monsters there. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to go after any politician that wants to ever question what's going on there. Well, shit. If they ever talk about what's going on there, then we will assassinate them. We will take them out politically. We will collect blackmail mm -hmm. on them. We will extort them with money. We will threaten their campaigns. We will control and coerce the media. And we'll do whatever it takes because this is a matter of national security. <laughs> and what I said was that in that case, it is legitimate why these systems would be created. Mm -hmm. But with great power comes great responsibility. And what we're learning is the mechanism in which the system was built, that they took the voter registration data and they treated it like a credit line. Right. And then within the ballots, they could actually use this credit line to flip the votes as they saw fit in each one of the demographics. Mm -hmm. But they had a ceiling. They couldn't say all of a sudden, you know, oh, this town in Rand like Huntsville, Indiana, you know, is 45 million people. Mm -hmm. No, Joe Biden, you didn't get 45 yeah. million votes in Huntsville, Alabama. <laughs> Sorry. But you see where the ceiling comes from. You see how they were, how there was intent behind the algorithm that was created. Mm -hmm. Now you have to ask yourself, there were literally thousands of people involved with this. It had to have been a matter of national security for the vantage point of protecting what the hell they were doing with regard to the space program. Yeah. Absolutely. Fuck. And now Space Force is out. And now we're going to do D-Class. Now we're going to tell the public what the hell is going on. We're going to say, hey, Adolf Hitler, the dude was just trading technology with aliens. And the aliens wanted Israel gone. Mm. You know? Yeah. Insert conspiracy theory. Like, ooh, big tinfoil yeah, hat yeah. right there. But that was, the, that was the thing. And when I said this to this army intelligence officer, he turned red. And it's like, Fuck. it's because, I, it, it's, because it's, it's just obvious. Yes. Yeah, and and that's that's but the weird part. How do you part. know that? Yeah, what? It's just the the weirdest thing. He's is like, they think you're so. His stupid. first question was like, he's like, where'd you hear that? Yeah, and I'm like, I heard it from my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's telling me that the world is fucked right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's as simple <laughs> as that. It, but they live in this little bubble, right? Like it's they're so detached from just the normal average Joe that they're they they think we're just complete fucking morons. So they, they could tell us what they want to tell us. And unfortunately, there are some people who are complete fucking morons and they buy into everything they say. Chemically but, castrated. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's starting. They've um, worked, but they've, in the, the defense of the mass, they've worked very hard to be able to control the mass through what they're putting out there. Look at the big tech. And you're, Andre, you worked through, you said you come from big tech. Okay. You understand about the millions and billions of dollars of, propaganda that they're pushing for their ideologies to control the views of the people you know be it censorship through um whatever and the, the people news... in those companies don't perceive it that way mm -hmm. that's a very important distinction to make because the people in these companies are literally they're just like i got a job to do 
I'm going to drive into work, you know, wake up, you know, at whatever time, drive in, you know, in my gym shorts and just start typing away at the computer. Yeah. And, you know, they don't really think about it. And so they get this email from like an SVP or an EVP and they're like, I don't even know how to pronounce the guy's name. <laughs> I've never, I've never seen the guy. I don't know what department he's in. I don't know what state he's yeah. in. I don't know what country he's in. I don't know anything about this person, but he pays my bills and he says, Hey, diversity is our strength. <laughs> it's like, okay, yes, in many ways it is. But when you tell me as a hiring person that I can't hire this person because they're white, because I don't have the correct quota for black, that's racist. Yeah, absolutely. I don't care if you're Indian. I don't care. Yeah. You have to judge people on the quality of their character and based on the merits of what they're able to produce, mm -hmm. not based on their skin color, not based on their socioeconomic class. Yes, you need to give opportunity to socioeconomic class to get an opportunity out of it, but... You don't do it by equity. You do it by equal opportunity. Exactly. Absolutely. So, Andre, can can I ask you this? Because I'm I'm very curious, right? So, I understand a little bit about the way that social media is tailored to an individual user based on videos that you watch, things that you like, things that you search for, and that kind of what's is what fills your feed, right? Um, even as shadow banned as we are, like on Instagram. Um, we still get through our, 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 our feed, you know, like conspiracy videos and flat earth and, and aliens and what, you know, even though it's, there's some stuff that still pops up. I'm like, why the fuck is this? So, and that's built around our search and likes. Is it the polar opposite for somebody who's like pro mask, pro vaccine, <laughs> you know, uh, pro diverse, like all these just super extreme things to us, it would seem really extreme. I don't know if you have the answer to this question, but is that what their feed looks like? They're like, 99% of the people that get the vaccine are healthy and loving it. Like, <laughs> this is what, you know, is it that kind of, to them, that's what they see? Like, for instance, if you are a type of person that is big into Black Lives Matter, that's a virtue signal. Mm -hmm. And it's a symbol. It's a symbol of Marxist terrorism, mm -hmm. but it's a symbol. And it's a symbol that is saying, hey, we support the pedophile operations of what Hillary Clinton was doing in Haiti because black lives matter, right? Mm -hmm. To pedophiles, they do. Just ask Lindsey Graham. Yeah. <laughs> but you have to look at this in a way of how their ideology is built and how the programs were architected. Mm -hmm. They're looking at symbols. People on the left, when, when the, the big Q conspiracy says that symbology will be or symbolism will be their downfall. Mm -hmm. It's because these people worship symbols. It's like I go to a cocktail party and sometimes I troll people. I just troll them. I just sit there and yeah. I'm just like, yeah. What's yeah. up, guy? And they're like, oh, shit. I'm part of the club. <laughs> Am I right? Literally. Or you, what? So when I was traveling internationally for Cisco, I was traveling first class with Cisco to Japan mm -hmm. for business meetings. Oh, I'd go Japan to these meetings. dope. I've always wanted to go there. I love Japan. It's a beautiful country. I love Japan. Cool cars uh, and shit. Yeah, cool trains. I like the, I like some of the trains. I was on a train that was going 393 kilometers. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Jesus Christ. And to Everyone's Americans, drifting that's something. around corners and shit. <laughs> yeah, all the time. I just assume so, Japan is Tokyo drift. <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised at how many times I would be at like like this this business gala type of thing at a hotel, and we'd be at the bar. All these executives and like we have SVPs and EVPs from all these other companies and stuff. 
And all I was doing is I was shilling as the technology guy for OpenStack, which was an open source alternative to AWS. And so I believed in it. I was behind it. I was an open source contributor to it. I presented and spoke at different conferences throughout the world and for that uh, product, project. Uh, so I believed in it. I shilled for it. I'm happy to do so. And I got to have really nice cocktails uh, back when I used to drink and also have uh, really nice air, air travel and, and hotel mm. access. Uh, and one of the things that I learned is that when you're at these little hotel parties at the middle of the night and you just sit around towards the fireplace, you just do this, you'd be surprised who comes and talks to you. Oh, shit. And oh, what they tell you. Okay. So, you, so you've had some pretty interesting so, conversations with some pretty interesting people is what you're saying. Do you meet Stanley Kubrick? <laughs> I have, I'm terrible with names. So I don't know who the hell it was that I was talking to. Oh, my God. Uh, I can barely remember what these people look like. Uh, but all I remember is the substance of what we talked about, and it was something that uh, made me into the type of person that I am. Today. I was gonna say, I, wow. I feel like they would share uh, absolutely way too much. Because um, yeah, well, you get they them just drinking. walk up to yeah. you and they're like, "You, you get ever them drinking for what? You get them drinking with an open credit card bill, where I'm literally able to charge up to fifty thousand dollars per transaction. Jesus. Where if you have paying customers and they are not chumps. Mm-hmm meaning that they've actually paid the company money, you can buy them $5,000 glasses of Remy Martin. You can buy them Macallan M. All the big boy stuff. I haven't had that in a while. Really big boy stuff. Jesus. Once. And they just talk, huh? (laughs) You'd be surprised. God. Dude, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna be like at a a party. Yeah, but Brian, that shit doesn't work when you're at like... A, a you barbecue gotta, somewhere. You gotta walk the walk. <laughs> you gotta walk the walk. You gotta talk the talk. Yeah. And you gotta know how to blend in. And this is something that I learned is that, you know, I've learned to keep a low profile and not, I, I like to ask questions, but I'm, when I'm talking to people that are like mine, mm-hmm. I can talk forever. But when I'm talking with people who I know are the perceived enemy, and I, I recognize the people who walk around and do this, yeah, are my enemy. They're not my friend. Yeah. Absolutely. At the end of the day. Oh my god. This is this guy is so fucking cool. <laughs> like he's out there trolling the Illuminati. Yeah, this is uh way smarter than we'll ever be combined. This is definitely a part um, one. <laughs> dude, this so so let me ask you and this is something that I think I've joked about before on the show, but I'm like, why isn't there just a news like just news? I don't know, Channel 4 News, not like ABC or CNN or MSN, no, just news. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a bias for left and right. You just tell us what's going on. Yeah. That's it. Don't sway it. And and I even catch myself, you know, like I, I, I look at a lot of uh, Epoch or Epic or however you say it, but I'm like, I recognize that they still have a bias, mm-hmm. right? They still have a conservative bias, and I recognize that. But they're a little bit more, it would seem, they just report news, but... I, I just remember when I was a kid, my parents would always tell me, go to bed, news is not for kids, Yeah. right? So they would always say that. And I was never allowed to watch the news as a kid. And then I got older and I was like, oh, fuck, I know why. It's all garbage. But there's not just a news reporting site. There's no there's no media group that just says this no, is what's going cause, on. Because someone has to pay Someone has to pay them. Well, yeah, exactly. It was, it, it, there was a, definitely a shift at a time when there was just the news. Yeah, and... I, you don't think so? Because I used, I used to, I maybe, no, you, maybe, I, maybe, maybe, I'm maybe wrong. with the local, but even then it's like, 
You know, we, we've seen that video clip of all these local news stations because people say, I don't watch corporate. That I made. <laughs> Did yeah. you really? Yeah. I was the one Holy who made shit. it. Holy shit. You ma- wait, wait, you made that? Well, my yeah, whole fucking it. life, is, I'm going well, to start over now. And my, my childhood's all gone. You know, Thanks, well, Andre. Thank you for that, though, because that's something I didn't know until I saw that. And then you start looking into it, and you start to realize they're owned by the same corporations that all these big guys are made from. And when somebody in fucking Green Bay <laughs> is saying the same shit as KUSI News here in San Diego, it blows my mind, because it's like, I'm I thought done. I was getting that. I quit. I'm done. You know what I mean? And And... And uh, but it's interesting you you brought up the uh, Epic Times is Josh Phillips. I went to school with him. We we went to middle school all the way graduated high school together. And he's somebody who, you know, when I was doing playing Grand Theft Auto and all this shit, he's calling us up like we're going to war with Kosovo. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about right now? You know. And but to I'm see, trying to get my money back from this hooker. What do you need? Yeah, I'm about to kill. What do you need? I'm trying to finish this fucking bank heist, dude. <laughs> let, let me let me modify that for Hunter Biden. Let me finish this line on this ten year old, yeah. and then we can talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, give me give me a minute. Let me finish this dime here. And oh. but uh, but is but, that painful to hear? Now imagine how shameful it is for the people in the media who know it's true. Oh my god! And you know they've seen. Yeah, because you know they've seen everything, right? And they continue to cover. Continue. I saw him stack skittles on his dick. Yeah, but then he's got the best fucking uh, money. Don't say it. He's got the best money laundering scheme going on right now, though. This guy's selling fucking paintings for fifty million dollars. He's a crackhead. There's crackheads (laughs) down the street that I wouldn't even give money to to buy a fucking Slurpee. But there is a crackhead. There is a crackhead who I have given money to, and his name is Mike Lindell. <laughs> hey, we like to call those people recover in recovery. Okay, no, Hunter is not in recovery. Not, not Hunter. No, Mike so Lindell. Mike Lindell refers to himself as I was. A, I was a crackhead. I, I, I've been in the in, I've been on the park bench. Yeah. Smoke, like, smoking Parmesan. You know. Yeah, I don't know if he was but smoking Parmesan, Parmesan, but he definitely smoked. But here, of crack. here's the thing that blows my mind. I have a lot the of most. respect for Lindell yeah. when, when, for his when, recovery. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but when it comes to Hunter Biden, we saw the text message between him, his mom, his uncle, concerning his daughter. Natalie. It, it, yeah, and and the things that he did to her. And, the, and those things hit the media, and they paid no fucking attention to any of that. And that I physically wanted to just throw up, because I, I don't understand how, as a nation, they're giving this information to people. And anybody who takes that information and puts it back out there that are just individuals like us, they get called crazy, conspiracy theorists, kooks, all of this shit. But it's a fact. We've seen it. It's there. And they covered up him sexually molesting his daughter, and they just sweep it away. I don't think that – I think uh, Andre said something about how these people in the media feel or the shame they would have. I don't think they have shame. I think that they are um, – wouldn't get to the position that they're at without you not not being able to cover up that shame and not even have given two shits about it because the people that do or can't cover it up or can't live with it end up like you, Andre, where you've removed yourself from that. You're moved on. You've started something else where you're going to put out the truth, you know, and I would hope that more good. It's much deeper than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that this, you know, people wake, wake the fuck up and, and move Most on. Most of them won't. Most of them won't because they've been castrated chemically yeah. with, to the point where they literally cannot. Now, I want to I explain something to you. Uh, 
you read that overview on the site on the article where I said that I came from human trafficking supply and communism. Uh, this was the human trafficking was the orphanage that I, I came from. Mm-hmm. That was for the purposes of organ harvesting. Oh my god! And this is what they did: they would sell children to the highest bidder, and then they would do whatever the fuck they want with them. Well, a year after I was adopted, the United Nations publishes this big report about the adoptions in Romania and said that 90 to 95 percent of all legal legitimate adoptions were human trafficking. Jesus fucking Christ. They were legit human. They were legit cases of it. And the organizations who were going into Romania who were facilitating in these adoptions were guised under Christian organizations. Wow. Now, they, the people at the bottom, believed in their heart that Jesus is their Lord and Savior. Mm -hmm. They believed in their heart that in their limited capacity, whatever it was that they were doing, was to help these children. Mm-hmm. And yes, evil exists, and, the, and it might be evil at the top of these organizations. But they themselves know that they're not evil, and they tried to get involved, and they tried to do what they thought was right. Yeah. But in reality, what they were doing is they were aiding and abetting mm-hmm. this massive transnational criminal organization for displacing children all over the world. Now, the correct response to that is not to bring all these mercenaries in and these missionaries in to come in and start distributing children to anybody who wants right. them. Saying, hey, we've got 500,000 babies in the Romanian orphanages, and there's nobody in Romania that can have them mm-hmm. or take them back because the government, A, destroyed their life, and then B, murdered half of them. And now what do we do with all these kids that we have? Let's send them off. I mean, we can't keep them here. Let's send them off. Yeah. Send them off. It doesn't matter where they're going. Send them off because they're going to die here shit. anyway. Oh, yeah. They're, well, I mean, they're going to die here anyway. Yeah, we, so what do we do? We, we saw that happen in Haiti when the. Uh, you guys want to talk about video in. games or something? Something yeah, fun, right? <laughs> something neat. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we saw that in Haiti when the Clinton Foundation swooped in. 50,000 kids all of a sudden come up missing. And it, it, it's, it's just sad because anytime the United States goes and bombs anywhere, then the big discussion is, what are we going to do with these children? And then some group flies in, whether it's UNICEF, whether it's the UN, or the Clinton Foundation, or Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, or Oprah, and next thing you know, these kids come up missing, and then it's like, "Ah, okay, let's move on. Wait a second. Earthquake. Wait a second. They don't come up missing. They come up as... Pillows, yeah, yeah, on Wayfair, for yeah, 10, exactly, exactly. Spot they come on. up as pillows. They come Spot up as on. fucking as as closets and shit like that. And that story disappeared faster than I can remember, because once people started figuring this out, like holy shit, you're buying an an Erica wardrobe for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It doesn't make it's any... named Mercedes. Yeah, like come on, man. And 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 then you start to realize, like, holy shit. Because I mean, we've been. I think once we did our our um, our, uh, we got into like an occult episode, and then we got into the Franklin cover up, and then we just started going down Johnny Gosh and all this other shit, and the Finders and. Once we hit that rabbit hole, there's no coming back. So anytime you see shit like that, right? They're selling a fucking uh, a, a little Jimmy cabinet, and and they're paying a, a, a ridiculous amount for it. Or you see someone at the store who just doesn't fucking look right. They're in a suit at Albertsons, patrolling the parking lot. That shit, you know it. And and I I would think 
that any time there was a crime against a child is when everybody would stand up and go, what the fuck is going on here? And it, and, and it seems like, I don't know if it's the media suppressing it or if people could just fucking care less, but it seems like those stories disappear quicker than anything. I think yeah. it hits, I think it hits people too hard and you know, they're like, oh shit, kids. But the thing is, is so you guys like some conspiracies, right? Well, I've got a conspiracy for you that I'll break open. Oh. Yeah, here we go. I'm gonna crack it open like an egg right oh, now, boy. and you guys can hear it. Oh, fuck, Eric, get ready, man. <laughs> I'm gonna get another dip in. Hold on. Yeah. So back in the early 2000s, late 1990s, the Health and Human Services (DHHS) mm-hmm. had a whistleblower in the state of Maine who stated categorically that there was a pedophile ring being operated out of the University of Maine in Orono in the IT department that my adoptive mother worked in. Whoa. No fucking way. (laughs) We could talk about it because the reality is that the whistleblower who came forward, Mm -hmm. her gag order expires this year. No way. And it's never been prosecuted. (sighs) But... On my little rinky-dink YouTube channel that I had that had four and a half million views, uh, my adoptive family caught wind of the fact that I reported this story. Mm -hmm. And I stated, I literally read the article from the Bangor Daily News. And it was just that the IT staff within the Department of Information Technology at the University of Maine was running a pedophile ring that involved faculty, students, and staff. Now. I personally worked at Hilltop Commons at the University of Maine in Orono when I was a kid. At 15 years old, they tried to recruit me to be a fluffer. No. Literally. The employees working at Hilltop Commons when I used to work there were literally recruiting other students to be fluffers. Oh, Jesus fucking God. Christ. Now... For those of you who don't who don't know what a fluffer is, let me ruin your evening and oh, maybe good. even make you spit up your drink. Uh, what do you do when you're in between scenes and you have to wait and wait and wait for for the next scene to be ready, for the jar of lube to come out, or whatever yeah, it might be? Yeah. What do you do? Well, there's somebody waiting, in the background who's not on services. camera who is literally waiting for craft services. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what they do. And that's their job. And their job is to be the cleanup crew and the pickup crew in between scenes of making a professional pornography production. That's their job. And they were recruiting it at the University of Maine to me personally while I was working there as oh a God. sous chef. As a, I was 15, 16 years old when this was happening. And, you know, the story came out in a bit me hard because I was like, wait, wait a second. You're saying that there's a there's a pedo ring that's been operating in the University of Maine and this Health and Human Services whistleblower came forward, blew the whistle on it. The attorney general of the state of Maine covered the story up, put a gag order oh on her God. and buried the entire story. And yet nobody was prosecuted. It was just as bad, if not worse than the, what Larry Nasser was doing. And nobody was prosecuted. So... I, the reason why I bring this up is because, you know, um, not to get into any of my details when I was in high school at this time, uh, but one of the girls that I was dating at the time was the assistant director of the IT department at that university. Mm-hmm. And so one day, uh, after having a little bit of fun, uh, I get caught. Okay? Everybody's had that experience. Yeah. And it was just the most awkward conversation I had with this woman ever. Because she was like, yeah, good. 
I'm glad that you had a good time. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's that's like, not the reaction yeah. you're looking for. You're more than welcome to. Anytime that you want in the house, if you if you want to tell us to leave, what fine. The... If you want us what? to put cameras and stuff, fine. This was how they operated, and this was just normal for that. And it, nobody was raising red flags about it. And I didn't really raise many red flags about it because the fuck was I going to do? Yeah. Jesus but Christ. That story has bit me for a long time because nobody in that administration at the University of Maine was prosecuted. Nobody was. No, they buried I'm... it, they covered it up, and they were completely left alone. Oh, yeah. But I... the people that they were feeding on were the people that I was going to school with. Jesus people in the Christ. adoption and foster care system that I was with. Now, something happened with a lot of these immigrants that came from the Romanian orphanages. Mm -hmm. And that was the discovery of a new mutant type of mental disorder that they called a reactive attachment disorder, okay. where they basically said that when you purchase a child and you bring them into an Illuminati family, literally, and they don't assimilate to you conditioning them through starvation and forced labor techniques of mind control, that you have the right to start abusing them physically. You have the right to start using drugs on them. Jeez. You have the right to bury it all and everybody's just gonna clap along and let it continue and let it do its thing oh and this process is called the road to evergreen road to evergreen the road, the road to, to evergreen. evergreen the road you're to... taking the road to hillary clinton's secret service name that was her name so when you ask oh name. my god so when you ask yourself why some people are literally walking around as racist mask Nazis, the answer is they took the road to Evergreen. Fuck, dude. They oh, are mind-controlled. They are under mind control. They are suffering from pathological cognitive dissonance. Mm -hmm. And they have been chemically castrated from their pineal gland mm. to even recognize that they have a conscience. They are void of a soul, meaning they have COVID. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, now you understand why the military is mandating the vaccines. Now you understand why they're mandating the tests. Mm -hmm. Because the test is to determine whether or not you have a soul. Oh my if you God. don't have a soul, I fucking you knew take it. the test, you take the vaccine, you, you listen to the mandates, and you shill for it like there's no tomorrow. If you don't have a soul. We are literally fighting in a spiritual, biblical war right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Dude, that was what... John Paul Rice said last episode that we had him on. Yeah. I mean, we are in a fight for our lives right now. And you know what? I I I I, I talked to my brother recently, and he is he has been out of shape over all this. Like privately, we've we've messaged. You know, he's been out of shape about what they're doing with the vaccine and requiring it and mandating it and this and that. And you're going to lose your job and you're going to have to get tested. Are they microdosing you with the test? if you work for like a, a state official's office or whatever, the county, what have you. Um, and I made a joke to him. I was like, and you thought I was the crazy one, right? So, but because of all this, thank God I am where I am because I have like a heightened sense now, now that I have, I have a, a five month old son and it's like, I don't want him out of my sight. I don't want anybody looking at him. When someone's looking <laughs> at us, I know when it's happening and, you know, boy, you remember that, that scene, uh, and Chris, that scene from, um, uh, uh, what was, uh, what was that? Um, the Vegas trip where they get all fucked hangover. up and hangover, when they, right? When they're at the gas station. Yeah. 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 
And he's nice like, it's car. a nice car. And he's like, don't even look at it. Walk away. Or, yeah, keep walking. Keep <laughs> that's, walking. That's when, like, someone's near my son. Yeah. And I know I was talking to the wife about it the other night. When I, boy, I told that story that you had mentioned on, on to us when someone came up into the in, into you oh, in the grocery yeah. store and they're yeah, like almost had to kill an old man yeah yeah this old guy <laughs> says to you about your daughter like what did you get her from yeah. and i told nicole like my wife that and she was like i get where you guys with the mind that you have why that would seem weird i'm like no no <laughs> no 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 this is like, why we guy, carry bail money oh yeah right like instantly i was like okay mental picture that guy's gonna be on a fucking poster one day um, but that's the other thing is, is a big country, you know, and, and I mean, Chris, I'm sure you've heard. This is the only cure for pedophilia. Exactly. That's it. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it's the only cure for pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, uh. I'm glad I'm not the only guy right here packing. That's awesome. Yeah, mine's, 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 mine's right just there. in the other room. It's mine's right, right there. You have to. Absolutely. You're dealing with communists. Literally, they went from CCCP to CCP. Now they're just CP. Yeah. Well, everybody knows what CP is. It's child porn. Mm-hmm. It's a transnational child trafficking organization called communism. That's what we're fighting right now. That's what's in our country right now because we have woke generals who are worried about white rage and understanding about what, you know, uh, I don't even know what the guy's name is. His name is like Kasimi or something. The, dick, you know, oh, dick, can you uh, define what racism is? Yeah, dick bad. Yeah, it's like, can you define what racism is? Yeah. Racism is a racist statement or a racist ideology. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Can you define what racism is? <laughs> racism is racist ideas yeah. and racist ideology. Yeah. It's like, you are the dumbest thing that i've ever seen as an excuse of a human being ever yeah that's like uh that's like that well i know what it is but i'm not going to tell you You (laughs) that would be a better answer (laughs) that would be a better answer because then you can actually retort with it instead of making him feel like that he's stupid yeah you could actually retort with it. yeah and but i mean answers like that just go to show you this guy has no fucking idea what he's talking about so uh, him him them wanting to implement all this dumb shit and and he can't even give you straight answers like the the ATF nomination that asshole tried to have him explain to you what an assault rifle is and and he just starts sweating bullets i i think he had to be excused cuz he peed a little bit but it, it, he i think those bullets were of white rage <laughs> yeah but you know we we may not have a cure for covid but andre you're absolutely 100% right we do have a cure for pedophilia Unfortunately, the price for the different dosages has gone up, but they're still easy to get. So, um, believe me, the dose is inexpensive in comparison to what these fuckers actually do. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but I, and I believe we have a total of I think the number is around seventy-five trillion rounds. Yeah. On our great country. Yeah. So I think we have plenty to go around. Yeah. There's a big reason why. Uh, foreign countries will not invade here. Um, it's, it's amazing. They have to I have release a bioweapon my house. <laughs> they have to, yeah, exactly. And I think this was the whole idea of COVID. They want us to waste our resources and funding, and so far, so good. Um, you know, and I think with the approval of of this Pfizer, you know, experimental gene therapy, we're going to see an uptick in people, uh, unfortunately, taking it. But the, I think the thing that people don't understand is that. There's a reason why the mRNA is the only one that has been approved. Um, 
I'm not saying the Johnson and Johnson one is great, but it's a traditional vaccine. It's you don't need to update every three months, you know. Um, but I think so. You're just getting formaldehyde and mercury. Yeah, now, you're just right? you're just getting the regular shit. You're not getting that's. Oh, you're, you're not just getting, getting the regular vaccine stuff, right? shit. You're not getting. Yeah, so I get the I get the aborted babies that come out. You of the Oh, you still that's still on the menu. That's still okay. on the menu. Oh, oh I. I do get them. Do they come from Dr. Fauci's baby harvesting in Pennsylvania? First of all, that's that's you have to be on a list for that because that's top shelf. <laughs> that's um, top but shelf. Jesus Christ! But but you know they're they're pushing this mRNA vaccine heavy, heavy. Andre, it's the mark so of the beast. To, so listen to Bill Gates when he says that they need to create a supply chain. Mm-hmm. They need to fix the supply chain in order to produce seven to ten billion vaccines per year to administer doses. So ask yourself a simple question. If every vaccine is manufactured with abortive fetus cells, how many abortions need to take place and where are they getting their supply of children? The answer is from communist countries Mm -hmm. because they can harvest those children through the orphanages that I escape from. Oh, absolutely. So forgive me if I sound like a, you know, a disgruntled big tech guy, but I'm not going to let communism come into the United States without putting up a fight. Absolutely. Uh, And, and you might sound disgruntled to, you know, people just dipping their toe into this realm. But, um, you know, when they, when they have people like, uh, what's her fuck Kardashian's mom that has, is now a female fucking, you have women. Yeah, you got you got Jenner over here. You got Bruce Jenner deciding to to put lipstick on and wear a dress, and people call them brave. And uh, Andre, you are an absolute G for escape. For where you are today, this is what it means to be in America. There's what other country would you be able to escape that type of fucking madness and be in the position that you're in today? And and your animosity, if you even want to call it that, because I believe that everything you feel is absolutely justified. But all of that is targeted at the people that it should be. Absolute evil, right? Absolute right. evil. And nobody, this is something that is just so massively overlooked because we're too busy calling these trans people, fucking weightlifter in the Olympics, brave, brave. That's not bravery. That is not people go through well, some having, you know, having somebody to compete against biological females. I mean, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah I used to play sports like uh, let me just tell you, if I was ever playing soccer uh, against women, I wouldn't be able to play soccer yeah. because I'd literally be sitting down the entire time. Yeah. And the reality is and you could know, you know exactly what that means. But the reality is that what the hell is really going on here with this? you know, the, the blending of this Mm -hmm. and what the definition of bravery is, you know, facing your own internal conflicts that you have is a form of bravery, bravery, admitting to yourself who you are, even if people don't like you is a form of bravery. Mm -hmm. And so it's important not to, uh, not to really dismiss the personal struggles that the individual goes through, but collectively speaking, are you in favor of allowing a five-year-old to say, "I want to be transgender"? Let's put you on hormone replacement exactly. therapy. Exactly, and and th- and that's there's a far difference. Absolutely, that. and that's my point. Is even these children, right? Even these Dwayne Wade's son, who who they they they're raising as a female, they, they're brave. They, no, that's not that's child abuse. First of all, you submitting your child to hormone blockers and encouraging them to to live a life without. I mean, let's face it. Everybody, when you're a kid. 
you have no idea what's coming in and out of your mind. Everything is, you're so overwhelmed, right? And so for somebody to pick up on that and then say, no, this is what you are feeling. Now we have people literally just making up different pronouns, different genders, like literally just making them up on the spot. And they're being called brave. They're being called, they're being celebrated, right? And like you said, sure, these things are, are, are struggles. If someone is struggling with their sexuality, of course, it's, it's, it's not something easy to do. But the amount of celebration that goes into this and and now we have I do have sympathy you know in many ways i do have sympathy because a lot of the people that i know that did become transgender mm -hmm. were sexually abused as absolutely kids. absolutely and you know being able to face that demon of when somebody does that to you mm -hmm. is a very difficult thing to, to go through oh, for sure and, and and that's something that's never spoken about though when you talk about all this trans movement is you don't talk about no one ever speaks about the type of abuse that these people have endured, right? And it's on an individual basis. On an individual basis, and that's why absolutely. It's not done. And that's it, why it's not talked about. Exactly. But that leads us back to child abuse, right? Child trafficking, mm -hmm. uh, all these different things that we see with people that end up in these situations. And it, it just makes you wonder like, I mean, we know for a fact that over 800,000 kids in America go missing, give or take. And, and, and it's even hard to say, we know that for a fact, because it's probably more than that. Um, it's a the, lot more than the, that. The F 850,000 is what's reported. Yeah. And, and, and to be quite honest, I mean, it's, it's, we already know it's grossly underreported because the FBI could tell you how many black Honda civics get stolen every single year, but they can't tell you exactly where these kids are coming up missing. They can't tell you exactly where they're going. And most of these children they will tell you are from foster homes and things like that. And it's easy because they're hard to be traced. You know, we, we see stories periodically. And people in the adoption and foster care service who are on the road to Evergreen, as I was, mm -hmm. are not believed even by law enforcement. Yeah. I'll tell you another story. I'll drop another, like, let's crack open another egg and let's cook that egg and see what happens. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'll get backlash for this and it's okay uh, because at this point, this is war. And we need to stop playing nice. We need to start playing dirty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We need to start exposing the truth, speaking boldly, and not being afraid of speaking these words. Because at the end of the day, I firmly believe that patriots are in control. Mm -hmm. I firmly believe that because Ditto. there's a lot of stuff going on right now behind the scenes that just looks like Joe Biden is a puppet. It looks like that Trump is still in power. Mm -hmm. It looks like that. But we're watching a controlled demolition of the old guard, not to borrow somebody else's phrase. But when I was a kid and I was being subjected to forced, uh, forced labor and starvation and uh, I was on this road to Evergreen, mm -hmm. I was literally at the point where I was going to 187 myself and just end it all and get out of the situation that I was in. And out of fear, I decided to run away from home and go to the police department. Well, while I was running away, the family that was holding me captive called the police department, said... He's on prescription drugs. He's getting therapy. He's getting all this type of stuff. He is crazy. Don't believe a word that he's saying. We'll be right at the station to pick him up. Wow. And so when I get to the station, before I even knew that they did that, I was arrested, interrogated, and then brought back home by the station Jesus officers. Christ. They wouldn't even look at the investigation. They wouldn't even go inside the house to see that the bedroom was completely empty. There was nothing in the bedroom. It was a bare floor with a, with a cardboard box inside of it with an alarm on the door. Wow. All I was being fed was a single peanut butter sandwich once a day. 
once a day throughout this process. And what the per what the point of this evergreen therapy was was to break your soul mm -hmm. and install an automaton. That was the objective. They stated it in the beginning. Wow. And it was because Jesus. Andre, being the Romanian orphan, was bad because it came from communism and communism was bad. Yeah. So they were going to replace it with an American identity, with an American family, and give you the Illuminati dream so that you'll be enlightened. But if you don't appreciate it and you don't accept it, then you are unworthy and they will punish you until you accept the significance of the gift that was given to you by being in that system. Jesus. And so when I allowed the conditioning to go through, that's when I started excelling. Went up into college. Rose up uh, representing IEEE, the student branch uh, regions of all the New England region, representing Tufts, representing uh, Harvard, representing MIT, Northeastern, many of these other elite universities out of the Boston area. I was shilling for the IEEE in Washington, meeting with representatives and congressmen, going around doing that type of stuff. And my first year of college, I staged a coup against the IEEE and became president of it <laughs> and served as four years. And... Then I went over to Cisco, excelled very quickly into Cisco, got into advanced services in a group that used to be called Global Government Solutions Group. Mm -hmm. And then it became Enhanced Align Customer Advocacy Testing Solutions, which was a nice big old fancy name that was doing similar types of work. But, you know, instead of for governments, it was doing it for a Fortune 50. Mm -hmm. And the idea was that I was, you know, under the illusion of being Michael Trim, which was the Illuminati name that was given to me. And conditioned to me Shit. as a kid. That was the road to Evergreen, where I was being drugged and abused throughout the process. Wow. By somebody who worked in the University of Maine IT department, <laughs> while there was a pedophile ring operating in the IT department of the University of Maine. While the police of the department were basically saying, yeah, we know this guy's in the, in the network. We're not going to do anything. We're going to just send him back. Send him back to the home Jeez. and let them continue doing what they're doing. That was orchestrated. So there's a lot of people behind us. There's a lot of people involved with it. And so when people say, we need to get people to wake up, I say, we need to get them their COVID vaccine. Yeah. Bug it. <laughs> that, is my, that is my opinion on it. And so when people ask me, they say, do you, do you show for the vaccine? And it says, yes. When, I, when I'm listening to people who watch CNN, I ask them, did you get your second shot yet? Have you got your booster yet? <clears throat> Oh yeah. And they'll tell you. And that's the and that's the devil's sly way of saying Yeah. Cuz you know it's going to happen. Oh yeah. Oh fuck. Jesus Christ, dude. It's twisted. Um I, Okay. I got a question for you, Chris <laughs> and boy, if you have any other questions, we'll kind of get towards the end of the show and Andre will definitely give you an opportunity to to let everybody know where you what you're doing where they can find it how they can support you how they can spread the message and this for sure I know Eric's listening and Andre this is just part 1 this is just an entry level to having you on our show cuz this has been fascinating absolutely uh if I can ask you this question, your adoptive parents, have you broken all communication with them? Do you, are they alive? Do you, have you, have you tried to throw the book at them in any way or? I'm not a vindictive person, but I was met by an angel when I was in a government facility. Well, government facility, I don't really positively know that it was a government facility, but it was a facility. Mm -hmm. I'll say that. I was in a facility where they had like a couch and then a big high definition camera. They'd bring in the people and then they would do the treatments for you. And it would all be recorded. 
and nobody knew what was going on. It was totally secret. You just show up to this random parking lot and just park the vehicle and be there for the entire day. And in this event, I was met by an angel and they said, put on a show, lie to them, make them believe that you accept Michael Trim as your Lord and Savior. Make them believe it. Because if they believe it, then later on, things will happen that you need to be around for. Wow. I didn't know what that message meant, but I was like, all right, I, I just have to, you know, put on a show at this point and then I can start excelling and getting ahead. Well, that's what I did. And so my adoptive family, uh, in 2018, I actually uh, encountered somebody by the name of Andre, same name as me. And it really bothered me because I was still Michael and, and I didn't like people using the name Andre. I didn't even like hearing it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got really, really bothered by it. And I was talking with a Pakistani who I was working with, who was at Cisco at the time, and no, at Oracle rather. And, you know, he, he's, he's, um, so one of the great things about America is that you can be an immigrant from other countries around the world. Mm -hmm. So he's a, uh, uh, he was a gay Pakistani living in the United States. Uh, because if you're doing that over in Pakistan, then you might get your head chopped yeah. off. Uh, and if you're doing it over in the United States, then they call you brave. <laughs> and ultimately, he was saying to me, uh, he's like, what's your name? And I'm like, Michael. And he's like, you don't look like a Michael. He's like, I know a lot of people, and you don't look like a Michael. <laughs> and he's like, do you have another name? And I was like, Andre was my birth name. He's like, that's what I see. Mm. And I'm like, that's, it was so offensive to me. Because I was taught and conditioned with child abuse to be afraid, uh, ashamed and afraid of the name Michael, mm -hmm. uh, of the name Andre, rather. And I was conditioned to identify as the name Michael. And this was the road to Evergreen. It says, take these orphans from these other countries, these communist shitholes, bring them into America, give them a new identity. And then if they don't accept it, you can, you can abuse and torture them until they do. Yeah. And that's a good thing for the system because then it makes more CNN viewers. Mm-hmm. And so my adoptive family was against me coming out and changing my name. They prohibited me from changing my name so that I wasn't allowed to do it. And that if I would, then I would be cut off from the family. Wow. So I did it anyway, and they cut me off. Jesus Christ. Well, but just in time for me to get paperwork, just in time for me to get evidence, and just in time for me to get them to consent to being recorded for at least 15 distinct hours where they go out in full detail about what they did to me. No shit. Totally admitting Holy it. shit. So I don't have to go through the court systems in order to litigate this because I don't believe the court systems have the best interest of children at Absolutely. heart at the end of the day. This is a biblical spiritual war that we are fighting that is information-based, and I know for a fact that my story has power and it has weight. Absolutely. And, you know... For that, it can be whatever it is. And I don't fully understand it. And I don't fully understand the, the mechanism of which this is being utilized for. But I understand that by coming forward, it's not easy for me. But at the same time, I understand what is at stake. Mm -hmm. I understand that we have kids to protect. I understand that the school departments are literally trying to force the jab on our kids, forcing them to wear masks hours on end during the day, turning off the air conditioner, saying, COVID, COVID, we can't do, can't have air conditioning. It's 120 degrees out in Yuma. Yeah. We can't have air conditioning because of COVID. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have to wear a mask. And if you don't wear a mask, then what happens in communism and what happens when the secret police is installed, the kids that don't comply with the jabs, with the masks, with the rules, are the ones who are harvested for organs. 
That is the rule. Mm -hmm. That's what happens. So, you know, to me at this point, uh, the, the American people need to wake up yeah. for the ones of us who are still awake, for the ones of us who have the ability to wake up, for those of us who have not been jabbed yet with this death, with this death needle, uh, you know, for those of us who haven't, who haven't committed suicide yet in a delayed manner, yeah. we have a responsibility to our kids and to our families and to the future of our civilization in order to make sure that these tyrants are removed from power lawfully that our citizenry are educated, they reclaim control over the government through studying and understanding their civic duty mm -hmm. when it comes to FOIA, judicial, congressional, and declassified records. So I, coming from big tech, was jaded for being fired for being a Trump supporter. I got into an argument with a Karen, her name is Karen, <laughs> out of Chaz, Seattle, Washington, oh, God. living in Chaz, <laughs> who was literally saying during a big team meeting that, hey, I want to make sure that you over in New England, I want to make sure that you're wearing a mask on this Zoom call so that it makes me feel safe. And I, and I literally quoted Dr. Fauci and said that masks do not work. Yeah. Quoted the Surgeon General, masks do not work. Quoted the CDC, masks do not work for viral infections. Mm -hmm. We don't align with your politics. <laughs> Well, like, it, what politics? It'll even tell you on the box. <laughs> you know what I mean? It says it right there on the box. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, the thing that I really want to emphasize and I want to drill home for everyone here is that uh, reclaiming control over the government means doing your civic duty, mm -hmm. means being an informed electorate, means that you understand what informed consent is. Mm -hmm. Consent of the governed is not just, you know, participating in elections that may have been rigged or may not have been rigged. Because, like I said earlier, there may have been legitimate reasons as to why they wanted to do it. Right. And there may be legitimate reasons pertaining to the Space Force as to why they want to end mm -hmm. it. Because now that you start revealing all the UFOs, you don't have to start killing the politicians who ask questions about them. Right. Given that, we have a civic duty to understand what these records are. And I really feel like that with everybody, the Apario platform is completely free to use. It doesn't cost any money. There are no ads. There's no big tech. There's no Google services, no Amazon services, no Facebook, no Twitter, no Microsoft, no Apple, none of them. It is entirely isolated. It's entirely independent. It has all of its services that it requires running on a behind the infrastructure type of deal right. because that's the type of work that I used to do at Cisco. I knew how to build these systems because that's what I did. So I built the Aparia platform as a way to combat the OSINT research in that everything is fragmented all over the internet. Mm -hmm. I want to take everything from instead of you finding the document and just initializing a conversation on Twitter or Facebook or Reddit to instead reference the document on Apario so that anybody can go and see, hey, this is an official document. Here's a, a direct link that I can go to that shows me the direct page to let me see all the direct tags. And then I can click on the .gov, .mil source and see that it's not chicken shit. Right, right. Versus when you look at like, you know, Twitter and stuff that even, you know, some of the accounts that are reputable, that are good, they post a snippet and it's like, what is the screenshot? Where, what page is it on? Yeah. What document did it come from? How do I verify that that is even relevant to what's going on right now? How is it not from 10 years ago? Right, exactly. And so that's what I'm trying to solve here. And the Aparia platform is a free platform to use. And the way that it's funded right now is by people just voluntarily choosing to become Aparia members. 
and it's based on US dollars right now. And there are plans to introduce crypto this fall, where you would instead of paying in US dollars for a subscription, you would pay in crypto for a subscription. And then you would use crypto to make changes on the on the network. That's awesome. That is dope. Well, it's brilliant. You know, that because is I'm, dope. I mean, that's that's one of the things we run into the most. Like you said, we see a snippet and we, we take it, we run with it. Um, usually, you know, I think we've been pretty good about giving ourselves the 72 hour rule about a lot of things to see, you know, if it falls apart or not. But um, Apario seems like this is the way we need to do things. You're going to have your source. You're going to have it directly linked to, to the article, and you'll be able to go there to see when it was written, who wrote it, and you could dig for days, you know? Yeah, for declassified mm -hmm. records and FOIA documents. Yes. Um, and one of the things that right now, because the infrastructure is limited— uh, there's a ceiling of 1 million pages in the infrastructure. So I have room for about 390,000 more pages. Wow. And given that, I am reserving a lot of that free space for D-Class. Awesome. Because D-Class is going to happen. Oh, yeah. We're going to get hundreds of thousands of pages that are, that are going to drop as a result of the Durham investigations <laughs> that are going on and all of the UF-related stuff that's been going on, the area phenomenas. Uh, things of that nature. We're going to have a lot of things declassified and all of those I have the direct intention of bringing over to the Apario network so that this novel idea of stumble into that was inspired by Tesla's three, six and nine, I wrote an algorithm to bring you into documents where you don't know what you're seeing. Mm -hmm. Currently the platform has around five to 6% of top secret records yet 50% of the over 400,000 requests have been seen as top secret documents. Wow. So people are going into the intent of seeing top secret and it's selecting out of a 600,000 record set, it's selecting out of five or 6% of that because you're going into the intent. Right. And Tesla knew that three, six and nine is what governed the universe. So I built the algorithms all in three, six and nine. Oh, shit. And so now when you're going in and you're using three, six and nine and you just think about it and you see the numbers on your screen, and you're like, well, I'm on. People told me that Project Apario, I can find top secret documents. Let me go on and click stumble into. Within two or three clicks, you're going to see top secret. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> That's amazing. But it's only 5%. So it's awesome. one in a 20 chance, but 50% of the time you see it. Wow. That's the power this of 369. That's so awesome. Yeah. Fuck, man. <laughs> this has been so much fun. Um, it's been a good it's been a good good chat oh, i've enjoyed goodness. it very much yeah. this is a, a good initial chat uh, yeah andre, and i, I appreciate like we time. just scratched scratched the surface uh andre we we really appreciate you giving us a little bit of your time man because um your story is obviously incredible where where you're at now from from you know what you escaped from is i i mean i don't even think we can put it into words respectfully no um but it's it's amazing that's yeah, definitely appreciate your time. I know uh, earlier you spoke that you know you're talking about looking at tea leaves, and you said there's something there's something good's going to happen down the horizon. It, what what will be the turning point? What do you think is going to be the to get us off this shit show of a couple <laughs> years of just falling apart as a country? What what's going to be the thing that sets this ball back rolling right in the right direction? I think that they're going to use PEAS, the Presidential Emergency Alert System, to announce mandatory vaccines. Oh, shit. 
And I think that so is, I think go that to bunkers is going to be what's going to be triggering everything because that is a direct violation of the Nuremberg codes. Mm. And it's also look at our woke generals, you know, not to harp on Millie too much, right. but he needs to be court-martialed. Yeah. You know, we want to, we want to turn the tide in the right direction. We need to court-martial these generals who got us in endless wars who abandoned American citizens. I mean, half of them are doctors. Some of them yeah. are teachers. Some of them are nurses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are these are mothers and grandmothers and people that are just selflessly volunteering their time and effort to help people that are in, you know, horrific situations that are caused by evil politicians who want to just impose their will onto nations. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we need to get these we need to get our Americans back and I really feel like that Biden is going to go all in because he's a puppet. Yeah. And he doesn't have control. And their objective is to get everybody jabbed with the vaccine because it kills everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't want you to find out their story that it's CCCP to CCP to CP. Mm-hmm. Fast trial, death penalty. No exceptions. No exceptions. Absolutely. No prisoners. Um, no exceptions. Yeah. Burn the ships, uh, baby. Burn so there was the a ships. there was a video. Um, the guy claimed to be a doctor. His name is Sean. I can't remember his last name. The video was pulled off of YouTube. Thankfully, I, I screen recorded it before they yanked it off of everywhere. But uh, he's at a school board meeting in Utah, and he starts talking about how he's got so many publications. I tried to vet him, but it was very hard to find a whole lot of information on him. The Oxnard guy? Um, what's that? Isn't he the Oxnard guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. He says he graduated from Oxford Medical um, and he starts talking about the vaccination and he starts talking about how much it drops your immune system with the first jab and the second jab and, and blood clotting HIV. and, and exactly it has, a, it has the same protein spike as HIV, which coincidentally Fauci was involved with all of that mess too. And coincidentally, he also said a bunch of false shit about it. Like if you're in the same room with someone with HIV, you will catch it and die. Um, but he, he, he basically he gives it to him and he tells him you're going to die. Everybody you're mandating this for police officers. You're mandating this for the military teachers, nurses, doctors. What happens when they all die? We'll give you, he said, you're going to see some effects from three to six months. And then between now and three to five years, all those people are going to die. It's the harvest. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I honestly think everyone that opposes the vaccine, which a lot of people like to call um, anti-vaxxers, but these are people who are also presenting facts to people as reasons why you should not be doing this. And uh, they disregard those because you should be following the science. I want my freedoms back. Exactly. And and they tell you, I mean, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger says, screw your freedoms, but uh, his dad was also a Nazi. So it makes a whole lot of sense for him to say that, but... At the same time, we're telling all these people, these, this is what's going to happen. And once they approved it, a buddy of mine sent me a Twitter link earlier today about them approving it. And the comment section, and I know a lot of these are probably bots, right? But the disturbing thing is, is that some of these are actually people. And they're talking about how they should be force vaccinating people, that they should be putting us into camps and things like that. And I have uh, most of these people um, or General Hayden, the NSA director, saying that we need to be shipped to Afghanistan. Yeah. Um, Most of these people have never been punched in the face. And I don't think they understand the level of violence 
that would occur if they actually tried to do something like this. Because let's face it, the lady on Twitter that's saying that this needs to be uh, forcibly mandated is not going to be the one going door to door. But the sh- the only thing that's going to be by force is going to be what comes out of here. Yeah. If you try to stick me with a exactly. needle. Exactly. And come to yeah, my Yeah, we house. call those freedom shots. And uh, we got plenty of doses, so. But I don't give I don't give any warning shots anymore because these are now rare. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a sign: no trespassing, no warning shot will be fired. Yeah. Um, and then I think my last question is: uh, so when do when does everyone that is unvaccinated meet up at the Georgia Guidestones? Or are we supposed to do that? Or do we get like, like a notice? Like, Hey, you guys made it. You're the last 500,000. Here's your golden ticket. <laughs> Here's your golden and, and it's ticket. Either 100, it's either 114,000 or 144,000. It's one of those two numbers. Yeah. And, but yeah, so, it's, it's a small number. So, so once we survive, I think, do we get like, is there a perk? Do we, do we get shirts? I think we get shirts. <laughs> you know I survived. Because I, mean? I, I think at a certain Without point, a they're going to have to develop a test to see if you've been, if your blood has been tainted, right? Um, because it's, I mean, and unfortunately, there are places where they will do a, dr- a, a blood transfusion. If you need one, they will do a blood transfusion with someone who's been vaccinated, and now you're fucked, you know? So... I mean, so I want to just, I just want to end, I, I want to make sure that we end this on a positive note for a second because it's, it got dark really fast <laughs> and there was a lot of, you know, sinister topics that were discussed, especially how CCP, CCCP, and CP are all the same thing. Right. And Hunter Biden is all in it. Yeah. And, you know, when you understand that, it really wakes you up. But one of the things that Donald Trump said during his inauguration that I want everybody to remember we are going to unleash the earth from the miseries of disease to harness the energies, industries, and technologies of the future. In that capacity, one of the things that Donald Trump did during his tenure as president was declassify the cure for HIV. Mm -hmm. He declassified it. Why? Because it was classified. It was a weapon of war that was created. So by declassifying the cure to HIV, and you ask yourself, you've got a spike protein that is from the HIV virus that's coming along in these Delta variants, and all these vaccinated people are the super spreaders. Mm -hmm. And they're the ones who have the immunocompromise already who are spreading the spike protein everywhere. Mm -hmm. But they're just going to kill all the vaccinated people. Yeah, They're not going to kill the unvaccinated people because we have the protection from God. We didn't give up our immune system so that we could take the mark of the beast. Exactly. I think the military has the cure. I don't think people that did take the vaccine are going to die. Let's be frank about that because what the fuck would be the point of all of this Mm -hmm. if that was going to happen? What is the point if all that was going to happen? Why would they do it? Why wouldn't they just release Hillary's emails and Frazzledrick? Yeah. And just say, all these fuckers are dead anyway. Just do it. Yeah. Why wouldn't they just do it? I think it's because that the psychosis that people are in from this cognitive dissonance needs to be broken over their backs. Mm. And they need to feel the pain of what it is that they did. They're going to feel like they're on, the, they're on their deathbed. And the ones, I believe, who are good, who are still good, who did take the jab, will be saved. Okay. But the ones who were complicit... 
and what was going on with this, either working at the hotel chains and looking the other way when the child was walking down mm. the hallway. This person who was doing this, anybody who was an accomplice to this that allowed it to happen is going to be eradicated by the jab. Right. The people that are innocent from it, I think the Space Force and the military have the cures for it, and they're going to release them. Mm. I really do. That's just my belief, because I want to believe that Trump is not a genocidal murderer who came out with the vaccine that's going to kill 7 billion people. Right. But you know what? As General Patton says, take every one of our communist enemies, rip their heart out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because of what they're doing to these kids. They literally harvest them for blood, sex, and organs, and then they manufacture these supply chains of mind control that just produce a bunch of automaton drones that don't know who the hell they are on the inside that literally have no conscience. Right. That can look at evil and can act as a Nazi and as a bigot and as a Marxist all they want, despite all the education that they've been through, despite all of the propaganda that they compelled during their adolescence against this ideology. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden... We have so many people who are closet Nazis all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, I had no idea that <laughs> that Hitler was your Freuer. I had no idea. Yeah. Where did they come from? <laughs> right. Yeah. Sprechen Sie Deutsch? Jawohl. Yeah, you call hey. But it's Ein crazy. Ein Schuss klingt in jeder Sprache gleich. I'll say it again, man. The <laughs> gunshot sounds the same in every language. I, uh... So ending the show, man, because this was powerful stuff this was an interview top five absolutely i i know i said that about our last one but it's like it's like they're getting better and better and better and better, <laughs> better and 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 andre it's an honor and a privilege to talk to somebody like you who is who is fighting uh in many ways uh against these people against the new world order against illuminati whatever trope you want to you want, you know you want to label them with um evil and it's Pure that evil. important people don't un pure evil man people people think it's a joke people think it's a game it's not a game it's not a joke um i mean these next i would say four to six months it's going to get foggy mm -hmm. considering the fact also that the department of homeland security just uh labeled anybody who questions covid or any covid measures a domestic yeah, terrorist. terrorist so, so. that's <laughs> that's the level that we're at now so uh, andre can you tell people where they can find you, how they can support you, what can they do on their end, um, and, and how do they join Project Apario? Projectapario.com, dclass.space, 911declassified.com. There's a bunch of domains. I have 170 different domains that all go to Project Apario. Nice. Insert your favorite conspiracy theory, and you might find it. Nice. And this platform is supported by community members who want to become Apario members. They pay $10 a month. It's $9.99 a month for access. And that just literally pays for the servers to run the software. And you can find me on Telegram. And the link is down on projectapario.com. It says join Telegram group at the very bottom. You can join that Telegram group and it's Apario, Project Apario. It's the username. Uh, and if you want to book an appearance for me to go on for an interview for any other show, you can email Eric, E-R-I-K, at projectapario.com and he will set you up. Nice. That is awesome. Andre, again, I want to thank you for your time. This has been a wild, incredible, amazing, awesome, eye-opening episode. Got deep, got dark. Um, next next episode, we're just going to talk about like Mario Kart or something like that. <laughs> some kind of fun, some kind of neat. Um, 
Where's Mario Chris? taking that cart? Huh? Where's yeah. he going on that thing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old is Peach? I want to know. <laughs> Fuck. Damn it. Um, yeah, man. So that's it for this episode featuring Andre from Project Apario. I have been Big Country. I'm Boy. And I'm Chris. We'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. I want you to get up now. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. USA in this house. USA in this house. Donald Trump, Putin, shit. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. By order of the hooligans, welcome to the Nebuchadnezzar.